following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. This week on the 5-Minute Warning. Bear rings doorbell at South Carolina home. They were trying to get away from, that's all that's about. <laughs> Marcus J. Just, I mean, he must have smelled the honey. Moby. Did you just fucking really just read a Yogi Bear story? <laughs> <laughs> I see how it worked now. Usually he comes to me for everything with this. He just throws it to me and they just they just wait to see my reaction. At least he's got diverse in his stories because usually it just be some white people shit and he just keep throwing me white people shit knowing that I'm going to say white people shit. We're self-aware about our shit. Like we'll say that's some black people shit off top. Exactly. Like, we have no problem saying it. <laughs> Hot sauce on fish. gives you everything and nothing at all that's everywhere you don't want to be it's Ruben Mo B and on the ones and twos AG the five minute warning good evening everyone welcome to a brand new episode uh five minute warning once again i am your host leading you through the craziness of our world my name is ruben brown and if you've already noticed mo b and ag aren't here today aren't here today but i couldn't come do this by myself because that's not how i roll and plus y'all will probably just hang up because nobody wants to listen to me talk by myself so i went back into the into the past and i got my boys together and we used to do a show a long time ago and all this other craziness. So I just pulled him on the show. So first of all, Marcus J is in the house. Marcus J, how you living today, brother? I'm great, man. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Most definitely. And of course, the funniest man in the room, I guarantee. Jay Grizzy, how you doing, baby? I'm living lovely, baby. Thank you for having me, church. <laughs> The guy starts early. So, yo, we got AG talking. What's up, AG? Enjoy. Um, we miss you here. But, hey, I know you got some things you got to do. But we're going to try to hold it down for you this week. UMOB. But, yeah. I mean, how, how y'all doing today, Marcus? How we doing, brother? I'm good, man. It's a good day. It's a peaceful day. It's the restful day. It's the self-care day. So, you know, I've been in that space uh, all throughout the day, getting ready to tackle the new week coming up here tomorrow. So we're in the final stages of the weekend, and I'm glad to be here. I'm in a good space today. I'm glad. I'm, I appreciate you asking me, big bruh. I appreciate that. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. And Jay, man, how you? I, Jay, I was going to ask you what that monstrosity is on the wall, but I ain't trying to disrespect nobody. What's up, man? How you living? First, first of all, let me change my spectacles for a moment. Let let the audience see what it is. What you're witnessing right here is how my man Booker T say, two-time, two-time fantasy league championship and six-time, six-time Super Bowl world champion 
that my auntie made for me, Pittsburgh Steelers. She made a a, a, a door knocker. What you call them? What you, what you call them, joints? You know, the, you put on your door door ornament. <laughs> I say, nah, this 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 gonna go right here. So that's what that is. So I, you can joke all you want. We could talk about the your commanders somewhere along the lines of the show, but just know. That six is on this side, and wherever Marcus J is in this quadrant, he's gonna say some more. So I'll leave it at that. But you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about the Steelers today. Uh, so I'm glad y'all got some championships. I'm glad that you are a two-time champion and stuff like that. But we're gonna we're gonna leave all that for football season because I know when football season starts, everybody gonna be talking about something, and you never know. And of course, I thought he won't go be here today. Moby's in the house. What's hey, better, on, Moby? better late than never, man. Oh man, this is a... <laughs> so. First of all, we haven't had a four box in like at least a year and a half. So I already know this is about to be crazy. So, man, I mean, before we get into the craziness, I know Moby. I'm glad you are returned from parts unknown. <laughs> and you might not have had a chance to, to catch it, but you know, WWE did this little thing called SummerSlam last night, man. And I mean, all I got to say is a tractor versus a ring. The ring didn't win. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest with you, that could have been the most boring of its match, second boring match on the card for me. Um, pretty much after, uh, for me, Pretty much after um, uh, old girl kept her Raw Women's title and all that stuff went down after that, I would say my next favorite moment was the interest of um, of um, ah the Baron Corbin match because when that crowd came up there and started <laughs> singing bum ass Corbin, come on man, you gotta Marcus, I see that face. But when they were singing bum ass Corbin, come on, that's that shit was funny, bro. It was funny, but that whole That's about it. The match was I'll terrible. Be, I'll, I'll be honest with you though. I'm gonna be honest with you. Watching that reminds me of why I quit watching wrestling in the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have conversations and you always be trying to get me to watch all the other wrestlers. Hey, you gotta watch this, man. You be wanting me to give it more than the three hours a month that I have in me. It's because of matches like that that they actually would put on a pay-per-view. So instead of fixing whatever you blundered with this nonsense with Seth Rollins and pulling him off of the card because of some kayfabe injury to some dude that most of us who watch wrestling wonder when he's going to put shoes on, instead of figuring out a way to get Seth Rollins back on the pay-per-view, we got to deal with Baron Gorbin. And we got to act like that was, you know, like, oh, they were teammates when they played football. Like, that's how you selling this match? Like, really? I, I could go on a rant. I promise you about everything they did. Hey, Marcus, I'm, I'm just glad that I'm not the only one that. Oh, my God. People talking about how it was a good pay-per-view. They had two good, two, two good moments. Anytime Bianca Belair is on the screen, that's a good moment. That's a good moment because she's the hottest thing in the in, in there other than Roman Reigns, who I'm gonna take a little credit for 
because I said years ago they needed to turn him heel, get him white hot before you turn him back babyface. And that's exactly what they about to do. So, yeah. And the ending of that match was, was I mean, I was looking at it and I'm seeing the beer truck with Stone Cold. Like, what the hell is happening? Here's what, here's what I'll say about last night in regards to, to WWE. I, and I agree with what everybody's saying. The thing is, is that those two matches that Mark and, and Moby, Moby said, because of those two matches, y'all talking about Bianca's match and Roman's match. Yeah. Because it, those two matches were so good in my eyes, in, in my eyes, as, as a Jimmy Crockett Jr. every Friday night, <laughs> Mid-Atlantic wrestling, cheeky baby, macho man shirt wearing wrestling fan. Those two matches was, was so good it overshadowed the rest of the card. Didn't That's my opinion. Yeah, the, I mean, it, 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 the card, the uh, the uh, what's the the boy from Usos the Street and the Street Profits are good though. Usos and Street Profits. Oh, oh, the, uh, oh, I forgot, I forgot that that, that 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 too. I forgot. Thank you for reminding me. And I'll but get it wasn't better. It wasn't better than the first one. It wasn't better than the first one though, and that's the problem. The problem what is you mean? The first, For, what the you one, mean first one. The one that the Money in the Bank was so good, it was just hard for them to top that. You talking about Uso, Uso, yeah, Uso and, Street Profits? I the Money in the did. Bank was so good. That one was okay. And I mean, they want to split the Street Profits up so bad, and I'm just like, why y'all got to do that? Split somebody else up, but but no, yeah. I will agree. I mean, hey, I don't know why they're trying to split up the good. Like the the hurt business. You think like, whose idea was was to split them uh, up? Like, the, you, do you know what kind of run they could have went on with that? And speak to talk. That, that, that's that's because they knew Lashley was already over. So I mean, the audience knew Lashley so, was already so was over. With the horse, so, so you didn't need a group around him, so that's why they were able to break him up. So if he wasn't trying to get somebody else over, who else was with them? Shelton yeah, Benjamin? I mean, not Shelton Benjamin. What was the other look? Cedric Alexander and Benjamin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, they, if they couldn't get over like that, they not worthy. Yeah. But, but look at just hanging out with Roman Reigns, with keeping them together, is showing you how you can get the Usos back over. Like, the Usos been over. Oh, they been over. But now they're, they're even more over just by being with Roman Reigns. And you could have gotten the same thing with the other two guys. And MVP... Like, I don't know what happened to this dude, you know, in the last 20 years since we, he was a mid-card in WCW. But somehow, he done figured out the Paul Heyman role. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I think he could have done... I think that could have been something. Yeah. But of course. I don't know. So, real quick, so we can move on. Out of five stars, Marcus, what are you giving SummerSlam? Three. Jay? Three. It, was, it was average at best. All right, Jay? Three and a half. <laughs> I agree. And I'm like three and a half too because the Bianca Belair match was dope. The after the match was dope. The Roman Roman puts me to sleep, man. I can't do it. I watched the Street, <laughs> Pro- I watched the street Profits, man. And I, that match was okay. It was better than most of the other crap up there, especially that thing called a SmackDown Women's title match. That was trash. I mean, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did like the fact that that they have Riddle came out there, got his ass beat again. So, 
I mean, me, I gave me, it an extra me, half a I star. Like, I like Riddle. I like, I like, I like the the weed surfer dude. I, I'll thing. add this one thing, man. How you gonna have a pay per view of this magnitude? And you one don't have Seth Rollins on it, and two you only have AJ Styles for a quick running. Come on, man, to put somebody else over. Come on, man, really? I didn't even know the backstory with Seth. I don't. Even, I mean, the, I'm not the, even sure. Tonight is the first word. time, tonight is the first sure time I've heard anything that. about it. Nah, they're, apparently they're just moving that to the Clash of the Castle pay per view. That's all they're doing. They're over in England, England, and who the fuck is going to watch that? Everybody probably. I mean, if you watch it, you know, it'll be, I mean, it'll be nice to see, you know, McIntyre as the, as the top guy in his country. But, you know, he should have been on the card last night. Like, Let's stop beating around the bush. This was all about what it's going to look like after Vince and yes. whether they can recapture what they had when we were big wrestling march, right? And... If you were to use SummerSlam as a gauge of where you are as, as a wrestling fan, will that again? I stick with a three and a half. Like you don't, you don't have, because you got competition. You got AEW, ROH slash. You know, and for somebody like me, you gotta you gotta outdo your competition. And right now, even with Vince or Stephanie, or you could bring Shane back. I'm not. I'm not sold. So let's right. let's keep it real. Mo B, did you catch any SummerSlam at all? Nah, man. I just saw. I saw a couple of highlights. Um, but no, nah, I haven't even caught the show. But it was just refreshing to hear Marcus J sound like I sound every time I'm talking to you when you're trying to convince me to watch more wrestling. I'm like, bro, man, they they've kind of lost me, man. Like, I check you, right? I, I check in with the pay per views. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a soap opera. I know I can tune in every two or three weeks. Ain't that much shit happen in between? They'll catch me up between the matches. I'll decide if I'm really invested in it, and you know, then we keep it moving. Ah. Uh. All because right, me right. and you, me and you've already discussed like all the time. Every time I see somebody that I'm like has so much potential, I've just watched over the last like decade them just waste them. You know what I'm saying? Bray just Wyatt. literally waste them. Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> He's all the right. one that ended the streak. Hell, I mean, look, what, man, what, Keith the, Lee. What's look what they did, with Keith Lee. The, like they brought him up in the main right? roster. He was trash. <laughs> with the pink tights that was with uh with the Miz. Oh my Dark, god, uh, the Miz. He wore the pink tights and he used to do this thespian type of thing. He used to mimic. Oh, you the talking Miz. about John Morrison? No, not Morrison. He was over. Eli- you talking about Elias? No. He down no he, he used to mimic the Miz. Oh, that uh Darso. You know what I'm something. I know you. Yeah, talking about. but and he had a cup of coffee, but he was over to me, and they just. I mean, yeah, you know. I can't think of his name. Yeah, we can, uh, Rube, 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 we can talk about this all day. Yeah. We all know Vince touched every single one of them and paid for it. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Allegedly. All right. So, oh man, the board's blowing up. Ah, good, Dre. I'm the fifth best person on the show. Thanks, Dre. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, Trey is my guy. Already, hold on. 
Dre is my guy. Hey, you, you ain't been up here that long. Wait, nah, he'll he'll, lo- he'll lose you in a minute. I need to fuck with him. I need to know where he gonna lose me at. For real, for real. I need hey, to know where he gonna lose me at. Hey, if he lose Chal- me at some Trump shit, then I'm signing. Nah, 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 nah. Oh God. Um, Ag called us to stay ready, all stars. All right, that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh, what's going on, Black Morticia Adams? Um, yeah, don't do me like that. That's real. Um, and no, Dre, you're not staying facts. Ah, uh, let's see. Both be coming live from the basement, like AG and Free. <laughs> he got a whole. He got a whole. But my homeboy got a whole column behind him. Hey man, so hey, he's this- living right. This is, is a decorative right? lamp. What are you talking about? This, this is oh, just for the look. This is just for the look. I gonna lie. The whole time I thought that was a collar. My bones. Yo, I said, I'm bugged out right now. Homeboy is living right. Yeah, I thought that was a collar, though. I did. I did. Y'all killing me right now. Y'all killing me. I saw it, but I just didn't pay no attention to it. Uh, let's see. So you, you know this shit won't hear last show. So you, yeah, you, you, you I, think I came down here and just built the column? <laughs> man, I don't know what you be doing to your house, man. Shit. Uh, Moco Cowboy, what's my take on Vincent Kidding Me Man getting, getting the boot? He shouldn't have been touching people. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, the thing, at least he paid for it both ways. Um, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Marcus like that these one. Days and t- <laughs> hey, look, and these days and times, we can't co-sign nobody touching nobody, <laughs> even if he paid for it. So on that note, I'm going to just sit back uh, here. Like I'm this. just saying, like, it, 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 not this, online you going to co-sign it. You know what nah, I mean? No, nah, no, nah, I'm just saying, at this point in time, like, are we ever surprised that a rich white dude gets busted for doing some inappropriate shit? Like, at, at this point in time, it's like, It'd almost be more surprising if he hadn't done that shit. <laughs> That's a real talk. I can't right. do that. People don't think like that, though. People don't think like, yo, he ran the biggest wrestling company in the world for like 30, what is it, 82, 40. 83, 40, 40 years. 40. So... 40. He is the boss of all bosses. If you can talk to a Saudi uh, prince on the low low and be like, yo, I know you cutting heads hey, off over there, but I need this 20 million right here. <laughs> this is, this is, I know, know you chopping heads over there, but I need this 20 mil. This is how you put it. When you can do that. This is how you put in perspective how long Vince has been in control. When Vince took over as the head of WWF, Bob Backlund was the champ in in WWF and in, in, in NWA. You were talking about people like Harley Race and Dusty Rhodes. That's yeah. how long it's been. And Rocky time. King. Don't forget about Rocky King. And, and, and AWA <laughs> still had Nick Bockwinkle as their standard bearer. Like, that's how long Vince been in control. And for the young folks who don't know what I'm talking about, that's how long Vince been in control. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I would say you know, one more thing. That and we, we owe him a lot. We owe yeah, him a lot. Yeah. We owe him a lot. But but here's the thing. Real talk. If you didn't watch Ric Flair beat up Rocky King every other week, 
on NWA Superstars on Saturday afternoon at 12 o'clock, then you just missing out on life, bro. Rick Rocky hey, man. almost get to the point where he might win. And then Ric Flair would do some craziness, put him in a figure four, and that shit be over. Hey, man, I was a little kid at that time, too, man. So, like, every week I was thinking, this is going to be the week, man. This is going to be the week. You know what I'm saying? No, like, this is going to be the week. The week of all weeks for that wrestling, for good old Southern wrestling, was when the Mulkins was going up. The Mulkins got a win on Ted Turner's WTBS. And the Mulkins were the palest piece of white trash as steve austin would say matches and everything right right <laughs> but if the mocas can go over so can vince russo that's all i can say <laughs> oh man uh hashtag ricky steamboat did rick flair ever beat johnny weaver who's johnny weaver uh the sleeper hold on who, who's this say? somebody said who's johnny weaver yeah i don't know who the hell johnny weaver is who's johnny weaver Johnny Weaver is the Weaver Lock. He's a he, he's he's he, he. I don't know. He's before he might be before your Mid Atlantic time, but I mean, it's a good whoever whoever point. No, yeah, it's the late seventies. But whoever put that out there is a true diehard fan of yeah, he, five minute. You said the late seventies, and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yo, y'all killing me right now. This is the most we've ever talked about wrestling on this show. You know, I, it's a good I show. Know. It's a fucking good show. I mean, I can't complain. So, um, so yeah. So, we're going to start out with some crazy world today. And I got some good ones for y'all. Last week, I had some good ones. Man, look. When it's all said and done, we must all realize that this world fills a whole bunch of crazy-ass people. And they do a whole bunch of crazy-ass things. And we need to make sure that we bring a shine on that because when there's no shine on crazy ass people you are not going to expect the crazy shit that happens especially when it happens right in front of you you just need to know so the first crazy thing i want to talk about is did you know that on july 12th it is paper bag day where like in the united states it's called paper bag day that's when they create the paper bag paper bag or bag? oh snap i'm yeah i'm glad you explained that because i was thinking yo we had a day for that i was like i thought that was like the, the day the day that dudes can smash ugly chicks like you know what i'm saying you just paper bag them real quick <laughs> hey yo <laughs> yo rude the show is a fancy off for real where do you find this guy at <laughs> Where you find this guy? Yeah, I'm so glad you explained that because I was like, paper hey, bag, they like, bro. Hey, Rube, you put these two together? <laughs> like, bro, you, you, we got a day for that? <laughs> like, they might as well call this ugly side chick day. You know what I'm saying? The one you don't tell your friends about day. You know what I'm saying? That The skeleton in the closet day. You know what I'm saying? The one you will deny to Jesus day. Like... <laughs> I claim in front of Jesus, Mark. I claim. Yeah, I, no. I claim. If, if, if it only if it's a white Jesus, will I claim it? <laughs> so bad. first of all, so first of all, so you say you saying if Jesus got some locks, you can be like, dog, that won't even me, bro. I don't even, I don't even know, man. I, 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 I look, Jesus, I ain't trying to hold you, but that was somebody else. <laughs> look, 
Then we started talking about paper bags. to the God. The black Jesus going to understand off Oh, God. He ain't going to ask me what it is. He's going to know off top. Y'all killing me right now. But y'all funny. Um, so back in July, June 12th, uh, J- what? That don't make no sense. Um, it's celebrated on July 12th, but it was created June 12th, 1859. Some dude got a patent for the machine to assemble paper bags. Yes, they created paper bags in 1852, 1859. Right. And we celebrate that dumb shit. So, but that's not what's important about this article. What? I'm not sure if celebrate is the right word, but okay. Yeah, but you got to know about something to celebrate it. Like, oh, yeah. but it gets better. <laughs> better. But, but wait, there's more. Yeah, of course. <laughs> hey, man, there's always more here, baby. So, but there are other holidays in observances on July 12th every year, include Cow Appreciation Day, Different Colored Eyes Day, Etch a Sketch Day, which actually seems kind of dope if you gave away free Etch Sketches, but they don't. Um, National Eat Your Jello Day, National Pecan Pie Day, yum. I get it. I get New it. Conversations Day, Night of Nights, and Orangeman's Day and Simplicity Day. How are all these days on one damn day? <laughs> Man, who sit, who sits around and congregates on what day this is gonna be? <laughs> let me let me tell you guys. Let me tell everybody in the audience this. That's the way of the world. Everybody's gotta have a day because how else if as I've gotten older, and this sign behind me says that you can't see it, but I'm not that number. But that, that younger, would be more to your right, sir. Yeah, the younger people, the younger people don't want to know about nothing. They want to know about right now. Yeah, they crazy. They don't want to know about nothing. All right, so. That was that was the first crazy world because got a whole bunch of damn days in one day. Ah, you know what? We're gonna shift this now because I find this to be funny. So I was gonna use this for crazy world, but I'm gonna completely make a shift to um, first thing on your mind. And once again, first thing on your mind, I'm gonna read the name of the article, and I'm gonna choose you and tell me the first thing that pop on your mind. Jay Grizzly's gonna have me laughing. Why you gotta give me first? Do not give me. Hey, yo, usually it's me, so like I'm, I'm, I'm cool with this. Like, I, I'll get it over with. I'm about to be a background thing. I'm Woody from Drew Hill right now. Like, I'm about, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> my name is Woody. You need jump, yo. <laughs> oh God. All right. So, uh, first article. <laughs> Sheriff. Woman intent on revenge set fire to wrong house. Jay Christie. Woman set on revenge sets fire to the wrong house. Yes. First thing on your mind, bro. He knew she was crazy <laughs> from the get-go. But the shit was that good. <laughs> Marcus J. That's fired to the wrong house. She need her ass whooped. <laughs> like, that's like both in John level terrible. Like, really? <laughs> Said fired to the wrong house. Like, oh my God, you, stop you it. You ain't got no to these people's stuff. And then you oh go God. to the wrong people and you burn up the wrong people's stuff. 
I mean, damn. <laughs> Moby. See, I want to have confidence in my fellas, and I want to think that whoever this dude must be brilliant because he was smart <laughs> enough to know to not show her his actual house. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? He's like, (laughs) (laughs) every time he was like, hey, hey, no, I I just park right here. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, that ain't really my spot. You know what I'm saying? I just park here. (laughs) That's some sugar free shit right there. It's decal parking. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get told. So that's why I park over here. But really, that that, that house over there is mine. (laughs) This house that got burned down. And your boy, you got an answer to your boy now. Like, yo, your chick burned my house down. I can't. I can't say I, ha- I want to have faith girl. in him. I, I can't say I want to have faith in my man for being a, br- a genius. And then he set his man's up. Like, no, nah, I'm assuming it's like it's got to be the neighbor you don't like. It's got to be the neighbor you don't like, though. Accidentally burnt my house down. You're crazy, chick. <laughs> I told you about her. And here you go. We're gonna follow back all the way back around home. again, again. All right. He knew he was crazy. He knew she was crazy from the jump. This is fun. But All right. it was worth it. Salisbury, North Carolina. A North Carolina woman apparently seeking revenge on her ex-boyfriend tried to set the fire to a house owned by somebody else. We, the fuck is an awesome show? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, a homeowner was awakened by, on Friday by a neighbor who saw a woman try to set fire to the house. There are bundles <laughs> of wood and a fire on the front porch. And deputies found a jug of oil. They said we used to start the fire. Hold on. So you said tried to set fire. So hold on. You mean to tell me this chick couldn't even get fucking arson right? <laughs> right. Hey, I know right. that chick. Could, I know she couldn't cook. I know right. she couldn't. Cook. She couldn't burn no shit. Bread, yo. <laughs> Got all kinds of knots in the motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Ain't nothing like some lumpy grits. As a homeowner went to get a garden hose, he saw a burning piece of wood around a propane tank. The garden hose didn't work because the woman apparently used a sealant to block the floor of water. First of all, that's intelligent. Oh, she went next level. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you're not stopping this with the water. What did he do to her? The homeowner grabbed a rifle, confirmed the woman who was holding one of of his dogs on a leash. I guess threatening the damn dog. I throw this dog. Hey, all I'm gonna say is she lucky this one in Florida because that dude would have <laughs> pulled out one of the things and started busting. <laughs> it'd have been hey. over with. It, it'd have been a whole different article you'd been reporting. I was telling, I was, I was telling my oh, my middle son, there are some places in this country where if you spit in the wrong direction, it's a five minute five step draw to the first one to their weapon out here in these streets so this it's the wild wild west out here man and this chick got away you the story kept going and going i'm like well ain't nobody bust a cap in her ass yet (laughs) so with law enforcement and emergency personnel approaching the woman drove off but they end up arresting her white woman it's a karen i'm sorry it's a karen no doubt they charged her with first degree arson assault with a deadly weapon and larceny of an animal her bond was set at $101,000 and the house sustained approximately $20,000 of damage. $20,000. I mean, all that and all she did was $20,000 of damage on the damn porch. Is it worth it? Let's say, let me, can I take this around the room? Is it worth 
No, it ain't never worth burning your house down. It ain't never worth burning your house down. I don't know. However, you got to give her credit. What do you think he's thinking right now? No, well, I got to give her, I got to give her a little credit, man. The whole putting the sealant on the water joint, that is next level. She was like, you ain't stopping this shit. It's a whole whole nother level. So that's crazy, right? Yo, I mean, by doing that, shouldn't this should have been damn near attempted murder? Like I'm saying, when you, when you do that, you're not you're not just trying to burn his shit down. You you trying to kill somebody. <laughs> the way Rube described that joint, it was like a HBO miniseries. I was like, another episode of this bitch. <laughs> hey man, it's all about delivery, baby. Ah, uh, and and AG said WPS. And for those of you who don't know who WPS is, white, white people, people shit. shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's up, Ike? Big old Ike. Talk about a random bail. That was a random bail amount, too. Like (laughs) $101,000. Because that that $100,000, you know, might not hold, but we bumped that bitch up to (laughs) $101,000. She she locked up for life. She ain't going going nowhere. She's not going nowhere. (laughs) All right, Marcus, this one belongs to you. We'll start off with you. Texas man's Sonic the Hedgehog collection earns Guinness World Record. He has no friends. <laughs> Bobby, you you went nice. You went nicer than me because I was about to say he has no sex. <laughs> Jay Grizzy, I didn't even hear what the fuck you saying, my nigga. <laughs> I said a Texas man's Sonic the Hedgehog collection earns Guinness World Record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 needs me to send me his cash out so I can send him a hundred dollars so he can get laid somewhere wherever he at. That's some forty year old virgin shit right there, man. Right. He's like, that's a forty year old virgin shit right there. That's that's a guy that you know, needs the touch of a woman. <laughs> you know what? We clown and whatnot. He be the one to get a chick that like all the shit that he like. He ain't got to explain his soul to her. And you right? He right there with her. Selling her, you know, garbage pail kids cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we should. He sound. Covered. He yeah. sound like the uncle off of Napoleon Dynamite. He just need <laughs> a motherfucking bonita to come through and put it on his ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? What was her name anyway? Can anybody that's listening to Five Minute Water tell me <laughs> what the black woman's name is? That the character name is. That was the Napoleon Dynamite's uncle's or brother's girlfriend. So I can have that name. Thank you very much. All right, they'll let us know. Uh, he been he been collecting for thirty years, and you know his items official cache up to three thousand fifty. The most he paid for he paid for a pair of Sonic and Tails plush walkie talkies from Japan. He said it cost him seventeen hundred dollars for those things. Are you shitting me? What is he talking about? <laughs> hey man, you like what you like, man. You into what you into. Yeah, you know? they don't have. We he, he's a, you know, real talk. You into what you into. True yeah. That. Yeah. I just had a conversation with somebody about that today. <laughs> yeah. All right. What you? I, I. I'm sorry, Ruben. Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna move on because you know. No, go ahead. It's done with that. All right, Moby, this is you. Man's hand severed by sword at Hawaii 7-Eleven store. 
hit the why, run on that one. Why you always why you always set me up with shit like this, man? Man, hand severed with a with a with a sword. Yeah, at a Hawaii Seven Eleven store. And see, I want to say WPS, but I mean he's in Hawaii, so you know what I'm saying. You like, I, feel, know. I feel like you did that shit just just so I couldn't see white people shit. <laughs> you oh, don't. <laughs> you don't know. I got nothing for that, bro. Like. <laughs> He must have tried to steal something. <laughs> Jay Grizzly, what you got, man? <laughs> I can tell <laughs> I can tell you that it wasn't a black man, because we didn't got enough cut off back in them slaving days. So we ain't getting nothing else cutting off after 1865. So <laughs> all right. And Marcus J. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he must have stole some. That's the only thing I could think of because you know some of the other countries that are less. But you said uh, both hands, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's just one be, hand. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you said both. I'm about to say. So every time he sees his homies from now on, that's how he got to dap them up. Fucking them nigga up with them elbows. Uh, but you honestly, you won't fuck, you won't steal it again if you get your hand cut off. I could just, I could only imagine. So they found, <laughs> no, not that one. They found a man that enters with a parking lot with multiple lacerations, puncture rules, and a severed hand. <laughs> he was, he's 40 years old. Um, the 7 Eleven corporate office did not immediately return a call for comment. Some dude from Switzerland said he was there. He said the victim started to shout and cry, and I looked at him on the floor, and I saw half his hand was on the floor. The man was wielding a sword as a worker who is, he has interacted with in recent days, and they can't confirm the 46-year-old man they arrested was a 7-Eleven employee. And that was it. Like, so we don't know what a, the hell. Can I have a hot dog and a right hand shake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know the last time I've been to a 7-Eleven. I, I just, I don't know. Uh, I said <laughs> he was in a whole knife fight. Was that spit off of the Adams family? Wow. All right. All right, Jay, we back to you, bro. Bear rings doorbell at South Carolina home. They were trying to get away from him. That's all that's about. <laughs> Marcus Jay. Just, I mean, he must have smelled the honey. <laughs> wow, Moby. Did you just fucking really just read a Yogi Bear story? Hold on, hold on. I got work now. Trying to get a picnic basket. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I see that work now. <laughs> I do the. I, I, he put out the topic. I lay it down. You put in the curb, both come in and just smash that bitch. Bam! Uh, <laughs> That's the punchline uh, right there. I feel like we do. I feel like we doing improv right now. Like <laughs> that's the funniest shit ever. Hey, you, you, usually, usually he comes to me for everything with this. He just throws it to me, and they just they just wait to see my reaction. And usually, the at least he's got diverse in his stories because usually it's just be some white people shit. And he just keep throwing me white people shit, knowing that I'm gonna say white people shit. You know, the best, you know the best part about white people shit though? 
most of the time they don't realize that it's white people. Shit. That is like, they, no, they don't. We have to tell them, <laughs> and then when they and when we tell them, like some of them even get mad and offended. Like, but this the shit that only y'all do. Like, right? I mean, because we understand, we're self aware about our shit. Like, we'll say that's some black people shit off top. Exactly. Like, we, we have no problem saying it. <laughs> Uh, hot yeah, sauce yeah. on fish. So, I don't that's get black it. But, that's some black people shit. Yeah. Or carrying hot sauce in your purse. That's everybody on here. I bet you anybody on here know at least one person that does that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't even lie about that. Yeah. So the bear came up to the door about three thirty in the morning, <laughs> and the camera was. He came during booty call hours too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he had been there before. Have y'all have y'all have y'all seen this viral video of a, a passerby and you look over to the side, you see two bears getting it on the side of the road? It's no. a viral video. A y'all haven't seen it. Y'all haven't seen it. I have not seen that. Yeah, I don't think I want to. Remind me when the show is over. I'm gonna send that joint to you. Um <laughs> the video shows a bear reach out his paw to ring the doorbell. Uh, apparently this happens a lot because the bear is a regular visitor to their neighborhood and the bear has destroyed two of her bird feeders. I'm like, why don't y'all just move, motherfuckers? Well, I mean, they love nature. Nah, man. <laughs> if a bear First came of all, that, door, that bear I'm, ringing the doorbell, so they friendly with that bear. That bear <laughs> know what time right. it is. He been in that house before. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I honestly think about, I think about, um, the guy Jimmy Dean, anybody that's listening to Five Minute Morning or live in Virginia, Jimmy Dean was a big sausage guy, sausage maker, and he was from Virginia. Yeah, pause on the sausage shit, but he um had a property out on. on oh, he, I didn't know he had like this big spread like out past Verona on the river but if you look at it from like Google Maps because you could go on Google Maps and look at motherfucking shit this motherfucker was living like a king yo but he was probably one of the most right up under your nose I mean I don't think he cares who I don't think he cares where his money comes from <laughs> you know I think I do I think some people do care where the money comes from yeah, mm. has much. That's money. where you. That's a, that's that's where all wokeism come from. Is and, where did it start? Where did how did it get here? And that's Dre, Dre knows exactly what you're talking about. Dre VA knows exactly what you're talking about. He knows exactly where that is. Where is that? Uh, uh hey Dre from VA, give us more information. We ain't looking for an address or nothing. Route but five. Where, route five. Oh, you talking about? Oh, he wanted oh, to go to the main it. house. My point is, yeah, I mean, the point is, is that we over the last 150 years, 160 years, think as black people that a lot has changed because we are of the generation that thinks that something had to change. We're not in bondage. We don't have to go to work from sun up to sun down. We don't have to worry about a lot of shit that our forefathers had to worry about, but here we are, and me and Mark talked about this over the last couple of weeks, like shit has changed a lot in this fucking country dramatically to some people who do not understand what the first 
the 6th of January happened and what that means. All jokes aside, people don't understand that. And so as a historical guy, being knowing that I know Marcus, I know you, uh, Ruben, are an intelligent, how Shiki would say, an intelligent American, (laughs) you know. (laughs) This dude's talking about the IG. Mr. Ruben, Mr. Uh, Ruben is an intelligent American, so he doesn't understand what January 6th. Are you talking about him or are you talking about about Akbar, man? General Akbar. No, no, I'm talking about Sheik. I'm talking about Sheik. I mean, I just, in essence, what I'm saying, I don't want to dominate with the, you know, take over this with this topic because people don't understand what the fuck going on right now. And five minute warning, if that ain't the title that needs to be put over everybody's stuff, if January 6th want a five minute warning to some of y'all, shit, I'm gonna just rest on that. I mean, you ain't wrong. And yes, he lives five minutes away from his aunt. That's awesome. He's got a big old JD on the front of his property line. A hick of all hicks. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Candy, Mr. Candy, if I ever seen one. <laughs> All right, last one. Marcus J. Two Bob. <laughs> Marcus J. Man yeah. cut loose after crawling down pizza oven vent. Say, say that again. Man cut loose after crawling down pizza oven vent. Oh man, what you doing in there, sir? I, I don't. I, I yeah. I don't. Why are you in a pizza oven vent? And why didn't you burn up before they could cut you out? And what what kind of pizza are they making in an event that don't get hot? And, you know, why were you in there? Like, are you homeless? Did you smell food? But you couldn't smell food because you didn't burn up because it wasn't hot. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mo B. It sounds like that dude knew where the stash was. And just like Marty said, why that oven don't get hot? That means there's a stash there. That's that's <laughs> sound like this dude knew where the stash was. <laughs> so I'm that piece, that, up that, there, that piece of place was a front for something. <laughs> adding up. Uh Jay. Yes. What's your thing? What's your what's your thought on it, man? I think that was the answer. He said yes. 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 <laughs> yes. A Georgia man became trapped while trying to crawl down through a vent from a strip strip mall roof to a pizza restaurant. Forcing firefighters to slice open the vent to free him. It does not say why he was in there. That's the only part of the story that any of us care about. Yeah, man. You you do this all the time, man. You give me an incomplete ass story. (laughs) What you doing? Why are you in there? <laughs> hold on, like, hold on. Like, that so would be he, contingent he, upon me even getting you out. Like, if I'm the check, the captain of the person in charge of the rescue, I'm not even getting you out until I get a good... Re- what, what, what you doing in there, sir? Why are you in there? If you don't tell me, then you're going to stay. Oh, no, no. I'm going to give him justice. You're going to be like that little kid sitting at the kitchen table eating the broccoli. You will not move from this table. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this dude gonna be stuck I'm inside. Gonna get, I'm gonna give him justice. I'm gonna give him the justice. Soon as he fall out the, the ceiling on the floor, I'm just belly clubbing the fuck out his ass. <laughs> it don't matter how he look. I will just be gonna knot him up. Give him a knot him up. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna catch him 
extra before authority. I mean, because you know, those are the type that, especially if he's, he's going to walk away. There ain't going to be no good reason. There is no good reason. I just want to know the reason. But it ain't going to be a He's going to walk away. As opposed to if he looked like me, you, Mobile, Rude, he might not walk away. He damn sure won't try to get no pizza. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we can all agree on that. He won't dare for no pizza. No. So, so a recruiter actually walked in after a little Caesar employee told her he could hear the man's voice. And it was Lil Caesar? Oh, he damn sure won't dare for the pizza. <laughs> he said, <laughs> she said she went inside yo, the pizza restaurant. Yo, this nigga made me walk away twice, yo. He said it won't for the pizza. <laughs> so he spoke to the man hey, who that's reported. That's you want to kill everybody in your house. Go ahead, Lil Caesar. <laughs> she spoke to the man who reported was in pain and having a panic attack. No shit, you're in the middle of a damn piece of it. Vent. Why wouldn't you have a panic attack? God. I mean, he could have said the same thing after he ate some Little Caesars pizza. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that ain't the front. Little Caesars has got me out of a lot of tight situations in my household. Oh, <laughs> hey, look, fi- financially, you know, it's, it's just like we talked about Church's Chicken the other week. Like, right. that shit ain't good for you, but yo, you know, you get 28,000 pieces of chicken for $5. Like, you know, you ain't going to argue too much with it. <laughs> I used to, hey, yo, for real, I used to tell my dad, I say, dude, just to this day, I cannot feed and anybody that this gonna date me a little bit. Mirror Steakhouse burgers or steaks, I cannot eat that. Or chicken franks to this Hell day. No. I cannot eat that shit. He was like, yo, I just had to do what I had to do to put food on the table for your greed ass. <laughs> Oh wow, the board is blowing no ch- up. Still, I ain't, I ain't eating no chicken franks. That them jokes swell up soon yeah, as you I put see. them in the water. <laughs> I see, Moco Cowboys. How dare you blast me, little Caesars? <laughs> Moco Cowboy, how old are you? Ten? You know what I'm saying? Like that's the, that's the only acceptable response like that. Like, you know, my my oh, she messed hold little on, Caesar hold up. On. <laughs> oh, you about to go in on? <laughs> Hey, I know it was this kind of show. Hey, if it's that kind of show, he going in on the pizza. Don't sleep on that crazy bread, bro. You're going to be sleep after that crazy bread. You'll be sleep on the toilet. You're going to be camped out in the bathroom. Might as well take your pillow in there with you in the bathroom because it's going to be a long night. And then, of course, of course, Black Morticia Adams comes through. Oh, <laughs> Caesar's ass. Hey, Black Morticia Adams, did you get that church's chicken? That's 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 yeah, what the streets is talking about. We need to know that you finally get you some taste of that devilish church's chicken. Marcus. Yeah, we need to answer that. Hey man. I'm just glad to be here, man. <laughs> so that, that... remember, hold on, room, excuse me for one second. Hey, she responded. She responded. What'd you say? <laughs> she going in. I did my guts hate. Hey, hey, don't don't say your boy didn't warn you. I said if you've gone this long in your life without putting church's chicken, without putting that church's chicken in your body, you can't just jump to that shit. You gotta progress to church's chicken. That's a different level of grief. You didn't go through the proper training to be in the Oh my god. Just got the ring. Cold. Oh my god. The new training camp. Moby tried to warn her, yo. Moby yeah, tried to warn her. Oh, 
it was it was can't just roll up in White Castle and think that you just nah hell nah nah man you gotta have a discussion with your body first I told you I told her cancel all her plans I said if you go there cancel all your evening plans you know what I'm saying like you know just the next day just go on and get your colonoscopy man but the sad part is I'm going back yo Oh, <laughs> they got you. They got you. Oh, they got you like that. Oh, you know what? They probably they probably got it with them biscuits, them damn little ass honey biscuits. It be the stuff that. Hey, yo, she gotta be the fat bitch, yo, for real. Oh my god. Oh, she gonna wow. get at me on that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. That's that's it for that section. Uh, <laughs> we we done with that. Hey man, this yeah. honey it's been so refreshing to have other people chime in on stuff like this, man. <laughs> man, you say what you want, man. Honey, but the biscuits are money. Hey yo, them biscuits are true, man. I ain't gonna front on them biscuits. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't gonna front on them biscuits. I know, <laughs> I know this. The fucking biscuits had me leaning. Me and Marcus, <laughs> look, 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 look. <laughs> Yep. All right, Morticia, just for the record, I don't know how the shit plays out in your video, but me and Marcus are not the biggest guys. So I can not speak for Marcus, but I can say that honey buttered biscuits has never been on my agenda right here, right? <laughs> but <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> if, if you choose to like a lot of honey buttered biscuits, so be it. Hey man, it is what it is. Everybody got their own taste, baby. And some people get an acquired taste when they get church for the first time in their life when they're an adult. <laughs> man, she's gonna, now she's gonna be up there pookie in it. It just keeps calling me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to hold on. I'm trying to let her off the hook. Y'all keep going back in. Like, come on, man. Y'all keep going back on the sister. I mean, so it's all good. So, but she did say. Jay, that's what she said to you, bro. So, all right. hey girl, <laughs> I drop baby. All right, so we're gonna So we gonna go ahead and switch to the my five. So the my five this week, since I had Gray and Marcus on, a little special. So, if I'm correct, the top your top five music, ah. Uh, what was the actual word I used? I apologize. You said influences. Or- influences yeah. in your career or your life. So, top five musical, five musical influences in your life. We'll go ahead and start with Marcus J because I know he got his list. All right. You need a why or just a name? I mean, you do what you feel, bro. Okay. All right. Well, for me, you know, it starts and ends with uh, Nesta Robert Marley. Uh, Bar Marley. I mean, you know, he as a spiritual advisor for me, I always try to listen to what mood he might have been in when he was writing the lyrics to those songs. They always touch me so deeply. Um, and then, of course, the reggae rhythm always moved me. Uh, Frank Sinatra was the definition of cool. Like, there just wasn't nobody cooler than him in the day that he, you know, was, was kind of walking around in his prime. His voice was silky smooth. He always dressed, you know, clean. The ladies loved him. The homies wanted to be like him. You know what I mean? Like, he was just kind of that dude. 
Prince was just dope because he would have his fingerprints on every single piece of the song that he made. So he want to write the lyrics, he want to play the, the instruments, he want to produce it, he want to record it, he want to orchestrate it. I mean, you know, he was uh, a, a person that could do every single genre. You know, when he started rapping, my name is Prince and I am funky. Like we laughed at it, but I mean, it was it was it was in his his vein and the dude came out and butt out pants and we we laughed but we just said it's prince and prince. we kept moving <laughs> i always marvel this this is a spot here where i can put a lot of different people in this spot um but i'm gonna just go ahead and just say sean carter um, you know honorable mentions go to sean combs and and percy miller and russell simmons and people like them um but this spot goes to that kind of, for lack of a better term, composite artist, um, because they came from where I came from, you know, not just Jersey City or the Northeast, but the inner city, a place where people didn't expect you to be able to do anything, you know, and you took a craft, um, then you may have had some nefarious reasons or ways to fund your craft, but you had a craft and you couldn't get in certain rooms and be a dummy. You know what I mean? And you reached back and you saw other people who came from where you came from who weren't a dubby and you put them in spaces to be successful just as you were. And you became a freaking billionaire. Like, seriously. Like, I mean, that's that's special. Uh, and then the last spot, you know, this can also go to a lot of different people, but I'm going to just go with Barry Gordy. Um, I enjoy watching someone kind of be the center of putting together something really big and special. You know, here's a guy who knew a lot of people, you know, and he put people together that maybe didn't fit in their eyes, but they created magic that people at our age, 40s and 50s, you know, we're the children of the generation who was rocking to that. And just a few days ago, I'm sitting with my daughter singing My Girl. Like that is timeless. Good music is timeless and good leadership is timeless. So that's my five. And uh, I look forward to hearing uh, 15 more. All right. Jay Grizzy. Wow. Five, uh, five top five influential. You're going to have to put it in any particular order. I'm fine with that. Okay. I mean, for me, it all depends on where I am in life. So right Wait, now... Yeah, where you are right now. <laughs> first one I'm going to say is... Because uh, I did karaoke to this joint the other day with some co-workers. That's Teddy Pendergrass. I'm in that... I'm in that... Come on, go home, man. <laughs> Come on. I'm in that big daddy pimp mode right now, baby. You know, I'm in that, I'm I'm in that, I'm trying to get it in type, type business. So, uh, I've been listening to that lately. Uh, I've been listening to, I, I, over the last, say, five years or so, I've gotten off of hip hop and went to like real instrumentation type music from like the 70s and 80s. So, um, War, I was listening to that lately, a lot of that. Um, that West Coast funk type rhythmic type music um, then I did a whole thing lately about I went through a punk phase late 70s I think I talked about it on Marcus's pod uh, 
Talking Heads, the Ramones, Blondie, like late 70s, the class. I did that. So I'm always going to have hip hop at the core. That's always going to be me. But then as I got older, I was like, yo, where these beats come from? So I listened to a lot of the samples that came out. And it took me further back to really like, oh, these DJs did this with the music and they did that with the music. And so to now my palette look like Bob Ross in this motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm painting that shit together. So my palette is like this. Mwah. All right. All right. Appreciate you. Moby, what you got? All right. So um, <clears throat> no particular order, but um. Like one of the the first bits of music I remember as a kid, like growing up and you know not having cable in my grandma's house and having one TV that I, I wasn't in charge of. The only thing I had was what my mom had left there, which was old records, and she had every Earth and Wind and Fire record ever. So Earth Wind and Fire was like my introduction to music, period. <clears throat> um. One of the things that, you know, not not throwing no shade at him, but one of the things that my dad really gave me was confunction. Like, you know what I'm saying? I remember as a kid, he was like, he had this white cassette. He was like, boy, this is confunction. And this is how you get it in. Like, I, I remember this conversation. I'm like six. And I remember like, this is like one of the most in-depth conversations I remember my dad. He had this white confunction cassette that had loves trained up there. And I was just like, okay. And I've been on Confunction forever. You know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, I guess getting more to, like, my maturation, like, um, Redman is, like, such a huge impact. Not not even just musically, because, like, I'm a fan of Redman, but at the time when I became a real big fan of Redman, first of all, New York hip-hop was, was so big. And me being from the South, I didn't really vibe with a lot of New York hip hop right away. But Redman to me was a representation of me because he was doing stuff that was hard, but he was still himself enough where you could hear the funny. You could hear that he wasn't just out there. Just I'm trying to be the hardest dude on the mic. He was like, no, I'm going to be clever. I'm going to make you laugh. Like Redman can make you laugh on a track make you think on a track and be like damn that's one of the hardest punchlines i've ever heard all in the same damn verse so I like thought, he, i thought that joint where he the first joint where he was a cartoon motherfucker not his very first joint so that oh, might have been the that's second the doc's the name that's the doc's the name yeah the joint yeah. where he was just a cartoon <laughs> motherfucker yep. on the album cover <laughs> I was like, yo, look, I went to Willie's on, on over by Southside Plaza and copped that joint. And you I talking about old music stores, man. You know, yeah. these kids don't know about going to a store and getting yeah, music. Like, man. Like, <laughs> get, the, get, the, get the tape, get the album. I got the you best buy the tape and then put it in the, put it in your car and just ride that joint out for like a week. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker. I had to say, oh, he's spitting. <laughs> I got the best I got the best hip hop story based around Willie's. It's right after Biggie died. It's the night that uh the Ready to um Life After Death came out, the double album. 
Uh, and I got off of work that night and I drove by Willie's because they was having a late night sale. And when I get there, all the Southside Plaza is packed as far as you can see. Everybody out there is playing different tracks off of Life After Death. And mind you, this is 1997 and we had lost Biggie like two weeks earlier. And it was a huge hip hop block party that turned into a memorial for Biggie. And it was right outside Willie's record store at Southside Plaza. I'll never forget that night. That was a hip hop night. It was a sad night, but it was one of the last times for me that I felt hip hop real, real close to me. Cause like uh, one of you guys said earlier, I think it was you Grizz, my musical tastes have shifted. And while that's still the core of what I love, it's not what I'm drawn to anymore. I, mean, I, I, feel, I think I think everybody on this show feels like that then. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and as far as and as far as Redman, just you know, I didn't want to comment on anybody, but anybody knows me, like hip hop, it starts and ends with him. Like if you give me one Jersey record to <laughs> on an island and I can only listen to one hip hop record for the rest of my life, it's gonna be Dare's a Dark Side. So <laughs> that's just what it is for me. Yeah, I love Redman. Mean, yeah, I'm about to say I I'm with you on that. So um one of my other ones, um, Sade, and it's 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 multifaceted with Sade. You know what I'm saying? There, there's the male aspect because I feel like Sade was how I found out I was a heterosexual male. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying like <laughs> Sade was my first introduction. Like, oh, okay, I like chicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hey, you know what I'm saying? But like, it was there was never it was never in question from that when I saw her as a mermaid. And this is no ordinary love. I'm just like, yep. Hold on, Mo. Do you have a disclaimer so we don't offend the other GBTQAE and I's? Okay. I'm not trying to offend. We've talked. I have nothing against anybody a part of the alphabet community. You know what I'm saying? But, but like I said, for me, it was very evident when I saw that video. I'm like, oh, okay. This is what I'm going to be pursuing for the rest of my life. <laughs> my joke was pleasure, pleasure principle by Janet Jackson and fabulous life Sheila E. That was a for me. That's going to date me. I every, every, I feel like every every male has that their first female artist that you was like, okay, that was yeah, it. I know. And, and, and Shadi was right look. My wife knows. Like we went to a Shadi concert, and I like I flat out told her, hey, at any point in time. If Sade were to come point at me and say, come with me, I'm out. Just let you know, like, just I'll be back. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, you know, I ain't going to go nowhere for too long, but I'm out. I ain't coming home again, baby. Hey, you going to get that Harlem Nights conversation. Hey, look at honey. I ain't never coming home again. Take it easy. <laughs> I know you can. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> but no, nah, man. And, and then, like, the evolution just started because like, I'm, I'm like, such just a, a fanboy of Sade period like to this day the last concert I went to when she was on the, the Soldier of Love tour like that's the greatest concert I've ever been to John Legend before her and it was Sade that, I'm like that, that was a hell of a show but um my my last one is not a surprise to anybody who listens to it but um Outcast for me is uh, a representation of kind of who I am you know what I'm saying I was I moved from Savannah, Georgia, like a year and a half after the first Outcast album came out. Moved to Virginia, and Outcast to me was home. Mm-hmm. So every time music came on to me, that was like how I 
that was how I still felt like I was still connected to Georgia. So, so Outkast is always going to be, you know, a, the, a huge musical influence on my life. I mean, I, I feel like they're responsible for the greatest hip hop collaboration song of all time, the International Players Anthem. I feel like Bombs Over Baghdad is one of the most influential hip hop songs ever. Like, I put that up against any hip hop song that's ever come out in the course of time. Bombs Over Baghdad. You put that on today, it slaps all the time. Musically, yeah. <laughs> you can't you 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 Stephen A in it just a bit. It's, oh, hold on. It's, it's my opinion though. See, it's my opinion. And, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't object to anybody who felt differently because I always feel like music has a connection with you based on where you were when you heard it. So, so, so anybody who gives me another one, I'm not gonna argue with you about it because I'm gonna be like, hey, that's that's your journey. But like for me, when that's when BOB came up to, to me, I was like, that's when hip hop changed for me because I was like, yo, this was the first hip hop album where they were just like, yo, we don't have to just stick to to beats and rapping. We can we can do everything up here. That's where we going. You sound like a brother that either somebody. Cause I'm a musical guy. Like I was taught music from second grade. Like I played violin and then I played piano. Then I moved to drums. So somebody influenced you. Someone, fuck you. But some somebody influenced you to listen sonically to stuff because otherwise you wouldn't say that. Cause he he's paying attention to the music and he's right. Like with the way he explained it was like yeah. Like what rap group you know. Maybe Run DMC because of the rock part to it, but yep, who's I was son- about to say, yeah, who sonically changed how hip hop actually got into that pop field? I can't say Puffy. He tried, but because even Biggie was st- even Biggie was a street nigga, but you know, Outkast was like musically with nobody playing. You never saw them having a big band or somebody like behind them but you knew there was a band behind them which was their production company like organized noise yeah, yeah i was about to say because my honorable my honorable mention was actually rico wade of organized noise because rico wade if you actually know the story organized noise this is a dude that just knew sleepy brown they were just friends he had no musical training nothing he he had a basement that he that you know he, he funded it a little bit and he taught himself how to do production aspect he was the ear behind organized noise he was the one that heard a random dude sing a hook and he said hold on let's pitch that to tlc for waterfalls he heard a song he was like oh that sounds like an in vogue song you know let's pitch that to in vogue like so to me rico wade to me is one of the most underrated people in in music because he was with organized noise nobody really knows who he is but if you ask them they're like yo he was the ear he was the one that basically validated, hey, is this a, is this a track that works? And he was yaying or naying it. And I mean, based on Outkast's career and everything, I mean, the, the dude hit. Hit. I can't think of a song or album that <laughs> that uh, Quim and I don't, man. Outkast has no misses. Now, granted, they stopped right when they were hot because, you know, Dre decided he wanted to do other stuff. And Big Boy still does music on his own and with other people. But I mean... Outcast didn't drop a single miss. Can't argue with you on that. I, I have to agree. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, before I do my five, um, Moco Cowboy, I did see that episode. It was quite interesting. Um, it's definitely worth the watch. 
um, 101 places uh, you go before you die or something. Um, Richmond was episode three. It was pretty dope. Um, well, you got to eat before you die or something. I don't know. It was some stuff I saw on TBS or something. All right. So my five. Um, you know, I'm going to start with um, Tribe Called Quest. I love the way they tell stories in their music. Um, everybody told stories. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. I left my wallet at El Segundo. Seems very stupid. But, yo, just listen to them rap and talk about it it made you want to continue to listen to it and because if you admit I left my wild segundo that sounds like a stupid name for an album that sounds like a stupid song but nah Tribe made it made it work and not to mention all the other hits that followed after that um Parliament Funkadelic for me you know it, it's just something you know it was between them I mean I want to throw um, Earth, Wind, and Fire here too because that whole like mm. you know six or seven years because mm. I mean I was born in 73 so I only got part of it but the late 70s early 80s that whole stuff like I'm in bed trying to sleep and my dad's playing it on, a, on his stereo I mean I have no choice but to absorb it <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sleep daddy was setting it up yeah. boy he was having the shiggy baby <laughs> <laughs> But you was, said that up. I do that today, baby. Hey. When she hit that earth with a fire, it's popping, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, once again, I appreciate that he he gave me some good stuff to listen to while I was in my room. Um, you know, LL Cool J has remade himself multiple times. I am a fan of that. A lot of people say he whack on some things, but he's good on other things. But if anything we don't talk about how flexible he was and how much he adapted to what was in front of him. So I'm a fan of that. Um, Oh, that's three. Um, NWA as a group for me changed my life. Like surprisingly, I grew up in Petersburg in the suburbs of Petersburg. And, you know, I hear NWA, you know, straight out of Compton, fuck the police. What? I, I mean, back then in Petersburg, we didn't necessarily like those issues weren't like out front for real, for real. So it was like, wow, this shit's kind of dope, you know? Um, and then pretty much number one, I mean, I said NWA the way I said it for a reason, because to me, Dr. Dre, everything he touches, except for some of that crap in the later stages, is platinum. I mean, he was, you know, he was bigger NWA. You know, Death Row Records. Do we even need to talk about Death Row when he was there? You know, The Chronic. You know, even when he came with the Aftermath, The Chronic 2001, he he put Eminem on. I mean, and then let's just talk about the fact that he sold a headset company for like billions of dollars to Apple. Get the I fuck got out them here. in my ear right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, get the fuck out of here with that. So, like, <laughs> to me, you know, whether it was um, anything off the chronic or even that dumbass song, Something to Dance to on the first NWA album. Oh my God, that is the worst fucking song ever. But that beat is sick and it loops and he loops it. And it's, it reminds me of the World Wrecking Crew days that he was with, World Class Wrecking Crew he was on. 
I mean, yeah, all that music was trash at the time, but you know, it comes up on the Spotify. Eh, I didn't think it was good, but that's just me. But it turned every once in a while, Spotify, you know, give you something to dance to. You know, start dancing the car a little bit, doing some dumb shit. But I mean, but the beat lasts. I mean, it lasts 30 years. You know, the the lyrics are trash. Don't say it. Don't say it that long. As a as a time frame, like man, it's okay. Thirty man. years. Is, I am still holding on, brother. <laughs> still well, I mean, holding cool. on, brother. Thirty oh, years. <laughs> but yeah, so nah, man. I appreciate everybody's vibes, man. I felt like we all came from different places, but when it's all said and done, we all came back to the same place. You know, as far as what our beliefs are and how we enjoy music and how we change. Because I could have thrown a whole bunch of other stuff in there. Like, I could have thrown some Steel Reserve up in there. And if you, anybody know what Steel Reserve is? <laughs> but, you know, they, they were. That's my first reggae band I listened to. And I liked it for about a year. And then I realized that wasn't my speed. So, I mean, just stuff like that. But um, yeah, man. I music, music, funny like that though, man. Like I told you, man. Like the episode I, I was joking with y'all, and y'all didn't know that I'm a huge '80s power ballad fan, man. All the old '80s. <laughs> yo, I, 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 if it sounds like it could have been in an '80s action movie, man, I can get stuck on a loop, man. <laughs> All right, yo, Speedwagon, come on. I'm not changing. <laughs> and Ruben, what the hell you found this guy? Out, man? <laughs> but real talk, I mean, let's be real, man. Panic at the disco? Come on, man. Look. That stuff now, is brilliant. If you if if you were to hold me hostage in a CIA black camp in Romania, I'm gonna say put on Yacht Rock, Billy Joe, Elton John, The Police, and Three River Band, and have your way with me. And you know, it, it, I mean, that's how far I can listen to music. You know, hey, can <laughs> we? Regards to that. For real talk, can we give Hall of Notes some love, man? Yeah. Nobody, nobody talks about Hall of Notes. Hall of Notes are brilliant. I thought brilliant. it was black until I got cancer. <laughs> I thought it was black until. Another thing about that. Hit, hit them and Michael it. McDonald. Their, their producers are black. They, them Gamble and Huff had a hand, had a hand on them, and that's why they sounded that. the way they sound. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know that. I, I swore it was black. Yeah, Hall and Oates is, is that's them dudes. You know who yes. my guys are? My guys have always been the BGs. I always love the BGs. I can't mess with the BGs, man. They all right. I, yeah, I, 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 I love, love I, I, I love the BGs because it takes me back to lunch boxes that were made of tin. Bologna sandwiches, <laughs> lead poisoning. <laughs> you know the good old days. The good old days, <laughs> where you had a key strapped around your neck in front of everybody. Last key kid, baby. Yeah, everybody knew where you lived. Even, even the bad people in the neighborhood. Can I give and a shout out? They still saw that you was gonna be home by yourself, and ain't nobody fuck with you because you do. <laughs> If they did, that was your ass. Hey, I roamed around the streets of Petersburg from like the age of like five. I go right. wherever I want. I was, just walk. I was, I, was uh, I see we got a comment from my sister, uh, DJ Renee Melinda. Yeah. So I went there. 
from Jersey Stays City. Stays on my playlist. An opportunity to, to to reference our hometown of Jersey City. Well, I was walking around with a key around my neck as a Lasky kid during the days that we paid pace at Adam Walsh when they yeah. snatched the kids. You know what All I'm right. saying? That that that's you know. But when you went in the house, you popped in the A track of whatever pops was listening to. Yeah, A track. <laughs> And how many of us remember those? Ah, man. These kids today mm. don't know what, be, what good music was, bro. You couldn't even hey, get my, to the part. You had to wait for that part to loop back around for the track. <laughs> hey, my daughters don't know what a cassette is. do one of these jokes. Oh, gosh. My daughters don't know what a cassette is, man. I put a cassette player in front of them, and, and they'll die not listening to no music because they'll be like, I don't know how this works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I try, I try to teach my kids. I said, man, just listen to Try to listen to the music. Like, Forget what they talk about, cause they can talk about anything. I'd have heard motherfuckers talk about taking fentanyl in the middle of the street and tripping. I'm like, what? How you get that on the air? I don't. How did you figure that out? But Bro, they got speed on the radio. They got speed you know, on the radio. I say, don't pay only, no attention the to what thing, they talking about. The only thing you can't get on the radio these days is black and brown. Yeah, oh yeah. I like, don't don't listen to that. I said, listen to the bass. Listen to the bass line. Listen to the boom, but the boom, but the boom, No, no, You know, you can't get none of them on the radio, uh, but you can get a whole bunch of Fetty Wap and hell. Common could Common didn't get on the radio till he had Kanye produce a damn album for him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can't be positive and be getting airplay. And, and I think Ruben said this early in the show. He talked about Tribe box. Called Quest. Yeah, before, I got, before getting ready to jump on jump on this, I was listening to some music getting right, right? And I was just like, oh, what I feel like. So I went Gangstar, then I jumped on this Apple Music, right? So Gangstar, then I went Direct to Goddamn. Uh, then I went to Tribe Called Quest. And then I went to the uh, Midnight Marauders, and I threw that, doom, 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 that that first joint uh, uh, world award tour. And Man. my dog, my dog Obi Wan, I don't know where he at. He must be asleep because his mama must got him upstairs. But he peeked up. He was like, "Oh shit, let's try call quest, my nigga." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Your dog does trap call quest. Yeah, yeah for That's sure. Awesome. We, did. we was we was on one for sure. Well, cool, man. Um, you know, we got some people talking about Lincoln Park. Yeah, Lincoln Park was dope. Um, <laughs> video music box by DJ Renee. That's the last. Black Watch Teacher Alice feels young. Well, I mean, I mean, is that a bad thing? Yeah. Like, don't, don't don't be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, hey, man. First I all, like the last name Morticia. That means she into some dark shit. <laughs> oh, hey, she is and, some where, dark shit. and where I'm at in my life, I'm all for it. She is into some dark shit. She says she want to go back to church's chicken. She into oh, that man. dark shit. Boy. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So hey, I'm gonna tell I'm, you. That church's chicken, when my daddy brought that church's chicken home, that eight piece, this motherfucker told me it was for four ninety nine. This is in the late seventies. I told you, man. An eight piece for four ninety. You could feed a family of five on five dollars. But your stomach is rotted to the gut. <laughs> not, not quite sure if it was really chicken because I ain't never seen no chicken wing that big. But you know what? I ate it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ask no questions. Ate that shit <laughs> like a buff. <bubble, bro. laughs> 
to the point oh. where I can't. I look at that joint. I tell my son. I tell my son. I act like a white man in the fifties. Don't look over there to the black people. Don't look. Don't look at him. <laughs> look at him. They love it. <laughs> Y'all so tough. Uh, so this is the time of the show. Uh, we get close to the end, and it's pretty much it's your time to shine for a little bit. Um, it's what's on your mind, Jay. We'll start with you. What's on your mind, Jay? Oh, my God. Thank you, Rube. Big Rube. Five minute warning. First of all, the whole time, I'm going to tell you how this even came about, was we sitting over at the spot that Marcus J like to be at, right? And he was like, yo, I need you to do me a favor. I was like, what's that? He was like, Rube having a job. I was like, Rube, man, fuck... <laughs> not doing that bullshit I'm gonna find you man I'm gonna tell you with a straight face yo I'm gonna tell you with a straight face what Mark say Mark looked at me like yo I'll shoot you on your motherfucking knee nigga <laughs> calm the fuck down it, calm the fuck down big rude acts could you come on? Could, could could you come on the show? I said I. I, I said I. I said well, sure, yeah. He was like, I knew you would say that because it's for me. So here's what I say to that, Rube. Like, first of all, this whole get up is showing me how shit can be done. Because there's a whole another thing that I'm trying to do separately that um that I need to get with get together but it lets me know that it can be done so first thing is kudos to you my brother you know kudos to you I hope all your fantasy teams do suck it this year what you got going on is a, a good thing five minute warning is I've seen it on, on my timeline on social media and hopefully when my shit get popping off, y'all see it right up under that joint, you know. So kudos to Five Minute Warning. Thank you for having me. Much love, y'all. Appreciate it. Hey, man, let me know. Let me know when you get your stuff off, man. You come on the show, let everybody else know. Because you for know sure. my people, your people. So. I'm about to say, get an invite, man. We'll pop up there. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Marcus J, once again, I appreciate you, bro. It's your time. What's on your mind? Hey, man, uh, you know, many of the folks who know me can see that uh, I'm kind of shifting. I'm, I'm different these days, uh, and I'm happy about that. You know, people put the impression upon changing and shifting as a negative. Oh, man, you're acting funny these days and all that kind of thing. But I think we should be mindful of the things that are innate that give us joy. And we should spend more time in those spaces, whatever they are. And if those things are positive, that's all the better. And those folks, excuse me, who should be around you will be around you. But your energy will dictate how you are treated and how you deserve to be treated. And the most important thing with regards to treatment is how you treat yourself. You know, if it don't feel good, don't do it. You know what I mean? And if it does feel good, do more of that. 
you know that's the that's what I'm on these days there's reasons for that but that's not the now necessarily aren't the isn't the necessarily the place for it <laughs> he's trying to get me to tell a story which we don't have the time for but uh, that is the gift that I gave him that's a that is a healing crystal uh, it's a tiger's eye healing crystal which is something that I've gotten uh, to become quite fond of so if you're one to want to know more about what that means then you can you can google healing crystals but it was a very personal moment and it was a very important moment uh that i wanted to share with my brother over there because i love him so uh he's a lot as you uh are getting used to on the five minute warning you know the listeners who may not be used to to to, to us and to him who are more used to your usual crew uh, he's an acquired taste, but he's ours, and we love him. So, <laughs> and, uh, love you, Grizz. Your crazy self. <laughs> so, but I appreciate you, man. Big Rube and uh, Moby. It's always a pleasure when I get an opportunity to share time base with you. And uh, peace to your listeners and your viewers, man. I mean, I, I'm very happy to see you continuing to do this. Uh, I'm gonna support you until one of us don't breathe no more. Uh, and if it happens to me, that goes first, and I'm gonna be one of your guardian angels because that's how much I love you, Big Rube. So appreciate you, fellas. Y'all be easy. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Same, same. Uh, quick thing. Thank you, DJ Renee. I appreciate you. And I guess Black Montage I had to give that bear some ass. So, you know, good night to you. Hope to see you back next Sunday. Mo B, what's on your mind, bro? I mean, you know, um, it was refreshing to to not talk about some of the heavy topics that we we do talk about occasionally up here with politics and and you know senators twerking and you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we we ain't say vote Senator Mac not one time. You know what I'm saying? So, but no, nah, man, like it, it, you know, definitely um, pleasure having you two guys on, man. You know, Marcus, I, I've been a fan of you since, you know, meeting you through Rube, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, matter of fact, I still remember being on your show, man. Like, yo, we, I, I tell Ruben all the time, man, we need to get over there, man. We need to, we need to slide through again, man. Like, I just, I just enjoy talking to y'all so much, man. Like, so thank y'all for coming up. Like, I know Ruben didn't know I was going to be up here tonight. So, you know, he was trying to get his A squad because, you know, the B squad, me and AG, you know, we weren't gonna come through this tonight. So he, he decided to upgrade. You know he, he been trying to replace me for like a year now. You know what I'm saying? Like he can't do it, right? He be stealing my segments and shit and everything. You know he. Damn. Rue over there, Shug knighting me, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like. <laughs> God damn. Oh shit. I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Right, yeah, I, be, I bet you don't. I bet you don't. Uh, uh, <laughs> Big red, I bet you don't. <laughs> hey, I my special glasses for this one. That's funny. God damn it. <laughs> nah, man, but it, it was definitely a pleasure having you gentlemen on, man. So, you know, only things on my mind is, you know, I didn't I didn't have to do some of my um my go-to lines, like, you know, U.S. stops at Georgia. I didn't, I didn't have to do none of that. You know, it was fun. It was fun. Hey, man, if you're going to do half the line, just do the whole damn line. Look, man, everybody everybody knows U.S. stops at Georgia, man. Got to keep that Florida shit in Florida. It's not It's not part of the country. It's the U.S. You're territory right. at best. At you're best. Right. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> different, man. <laughs> <I ain't lying. laughs> 
Those niggas will kill your whole family and keep it. Hey, look, man. My, I got a whole segment about it, man. A whole segment about it, man. And, and, and the shit writes itself, man. I just pop in like five minutes before the show, type in Florida Man News. It gives me some gold every time. Every time. You know, you know, dude, you know, a dude got arrested for shooting an alligator with a pellet gun. You got to be. So, so, so you mean to tell me it's okay to shoot black people? But you shoot an alligator with a pellet gun, you get arrested? I, I gotta keep that Florida shit in Florida, man. You, stop the my, my, my middle son say, I can't wait because he a good nut. He said, I would live in Florida. <laughs> the hell's wrong with him? And, and as far as I'm concerned, he'll be an immigrant now. Like, you know, you right. He, you better show he, your papers when you cross back. He want to <laughs> the whole goddamn state. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. I mean, I've been God. lobbying to trade Florida for Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico want to be down. And so for real. the fake nigga, the real motherfucker. Yo, they God. hurting over that bitch. That got the hurricane over that motherfucker and Trump throwing over motherfucker paper towels at your ass. Like I said, Puerto Rico want to be down. Florida been yeah. trying their damnness to get up out of the paint. Puerto oh, Rico, yes, like we just, you know, all we got to do is, you know, give them a seventh round pick. And Florida, we take Puerto Rico. We in there, man. <laughs> Listen to that uh, congressman and senator. Hey, if you give it up, Puerto Rico you, in the place. If you give it up, Florida, and take some, take Texas too. Fuck. I mean, look, I'm cool with that too. Texas hey. been trying to go solo for a long time. I think we should just let them do their thing. Be be out. <laughs> Yo, funny yeah, Texas story, real quick on the back road. Coming somewhere from outside of San Antonio, Texas in 1996. And there was some beef with some Tejanos. And I ain't know. I'm an outsider. I'm from Virginia. I'm just chilling. And before I know it, we on this backcountry road. Next thing I know, he said, duck. <laughs> cow, 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 cow. And kept going. I said, oh, I'm going <laughs> I'm Texas. so glad you did. <laughs> I appreciate you, Moby. Um, first of all, we are not trading Moby for Dre in a fifth rounder. Fuck that. Hey man, you got you got you got at least have one dude on a panel that can play yeah, basketball look, and Dre ain't it. I take a fifth round. <laughs> Somebody take a fifth round. Man, and hold on. What's what? What's part of a fifth round that they talking about? Man, it doesn't matter. The NBA fifth rounder is not the same. Don't exist. I mean, uh, yeah, don't, <laughs> well, don't exist. But uh, uh, NFL fifth rounder is what? Is he making the roster, Commanders? Man, yeah, he gonna make the roster. But damn, man, why am I gonna give up? Why am I gonna give the the the, the franchise for a damn fifth rounder in a, in yeah, a person man. that's questionable? Stop with that! that. <laughs> Stop with that franchise thing, man. This show is Ruben Brown presents the Five Minute One, and that's it. <laughs> I am a fe- I am a featured artist. I am a background singer. I am a pip. You know what I'm saying? I co- I come back to this one mic. Hey, Me and hey, AG look, come right. We fly right, right back to the hey, mic. Look, are you saying? <laughs> are you saying you Ronnie Devoe? <laughs> oh, I I know my lane. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 all day. <laughs> Over so looks. After you get over Gladys's looks, it's all about the pimps. <laughs> First for hey, y'all, look, I understand how you feel, my brother. Yeah, y'all do. So, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Marcus, Marcus J, 
and Jay Grizzy for coming through on the show. First of all, it, it's a long show, but I appreciate y'all being here. And the last started from the first second to the last second. So I appreciate y'all. And y'all most definitely, whenever y'all want to be on the show, all I got to do is holler. You are on the show anytime you want. You just let a brother know. So I appreciate you completely. Hey, Moby, thank you for being here today, man. I expect you to be here, but you came through anyway. I appreciate you. What did um, you think I was going to stay in West Virginia forever? I mean, I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping you get out of West Virginia as soon as possible. Because, you know, that it ain't dang, dang, dang. I mean, that, that shit happens. column behind them. I'm <laughs> um, you know, shout out to my boy AG, who's who's out in parts unknown, doing what he doing, listening to the show. Appreciate you. And I appreciate everybody, you know, who who chime in on the show. The board is a, a a good part about our show itself. And it's much harder and a lot less funny to do the show without the, the people on the board. So thank you. Um, what's on my mind is very simple. Hey, if you want to get it done, put your mind to it. You know, if you put your mind to it, you might as well just go ahead and do it. There's no point in sitting here thinking, well, I could do that or I might do that or I should do that. Just have to do it. You know, if you want to start a podcast, start your podcast. If you want to build something, go build it. If you want to grow something, go grow it. If you want to have some more kids, you need to talk to somebody first. But I'm just saying, you know, if whatever you want to do, is the only person that's holding you back is you. Now, if you're trying to do some illegal shit, then the law's holding you back. You might want to think twice about that. But, hey, all I'm saying is, you know, the more time you waste by not doing it is the the less you have of it to do you know you never know when our when our time is up so do what you need to do hey you know be happy while we on this on this planet we wake up with our two feet let's keep it pushing so once again I'd like to thank everybody for being on the show I'd like to thank the board once again um hey next sunday moby and i'll be back once again ag will be from parts unknown but we still love them anyway Excuse me. We love him anyway. And once again, thank you, Marcus J. And Jay Grizzy. So, just like we say all the time, you know, tell a friend, tell an enemy, just tell somebody about us. And of course, as always, love, peace, hair grease, soul, and deuces. Email us at 5minutewarning19 at gmail.com. And also leave comments on Facebook and Twitch. Search 5-Minute Warning. Contact us on Twitter at AG underscore FMW podcast, at Nugeman25, at FMW2019. Contact us on Instagram, Moby 5-Minute Warning, AG underscore 5-Minute Warning, Nugeman25. You can listen to the podcast at Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of The 5-Minute Warning.